Previously on Talk to Dad. <laughs> oh, pirates, they're funny. It's Go just fishing like in, with Dad. I, I imagine it to be just like an Animal Crossing. Yes. <laughs> I want like the sound effects. Yes. I would love to have a prescription for Nintendo Online. This is now a podcast about musicals. Yeah, yes, it is. Faster, Daddy, Seriously, faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe out there somewhere is like a big musicals guy that's also a big, a big blockchain NFTs bro guy. who's super into musicals. Super into musicals. And now is super offended. Okay, this is dumb, right? <laughs> they taste like somebody crushed up baby Tylenol. Talk to Dad. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Talk Dad Podcast, episode 273. I've got Henry here with me. Hello. And also Will. Hello. How's it going, boys? Pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. It feels like we're in the last slump of the school year. Yes, we absolutely are. Like, you're not that's, quite close enough to summer vacation to be excited about summer vacation, but you're that's how I've always spring break it. to have nothing to look forward to. I can remember yeah. as far back as, like, elementary school, always getting super depressed around April. Just because, like, I wanted to start counting down the days until school ends, but I couldn't quiet. Yeah. Although this year, school ends, like, mid-May or something. So. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy soon. And Will is almost done with his public education. His yes. mandatory public education. Yes, true. You've got only a few more weeks. What, about six, five or six more weeks of school, and then you're done with high school? I yeah. mean, technically Although, it's not mandatory right now because you could drop out. But I suppose you could drop out. I mean, I wouldn't recommend well, I it. I just need to have homeschool. But you could still get in trouble no. for not going to school at this point. Sort of a. I mean, yeah. I have like sort of ambiguous. I mean, I think you would have to formally drop out, otherwise you could still be truant. Yeah, I was about to say I do have I do have a few days of a uh, like unexcused absences until I have to go to truancy court. So and trying to figure yeah. out exactly how many you have. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day, and. Henry, I apologize because you still have a few years left. But the thing about high school is the thing that I disliked most about high school is you're forced to be around people you don't necessarily want to be around all the time. Yeah, yeah. that would describe. And it's kind of the last time that's like that. Like at college, you're not really it's not really the same thing. Like people don't I don't know. You're not like you're not like going to classes with people. And socializing with people that you don't necessarily want to socialize with. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. You guys both had solos in the choir concert. Hey, there's a segue for you. Ah, well, technically oh, yeah. Will didn't have a solo because soloists. there were like, there were like two other people singing If you with think Will, solo means you have to speak all alone, like you would normally assume solo ma- means, then, then technically I had Will a solo didn't have a solo, didn't. but he was one of the soloists. One of the, what were the <laughs> five or six? Yeah, he called them solos, but uh, at UAL in our little competition, yeah, uh, when we sang, there was like some solos where like five people were singing at once. Which I just realized, if you count the ones where multiple people are singing at once, then that means the one person who had a solo on the other piece sang on four different occasions for solos. Three times during... Okay, so this is going to sound completely like confusing if you weren't there, which you probably weren't if you're listening to this, but... In the first piece we did that had solos, he had the intro, which was with you, and then his own verse, and then the one where like all the soloists did at once, and then the next song he was the only soloist. So, and you guys sang the Wellerman, which was a TikTok <laughs> phenomenon last yes. year. Yeah, it was actually really. Fun. I it did take me a Bring bit. Your men's to, choir. I swear, like I know we got this on camera, but every time. At the little, like, soon made the Wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum one day when the tongue and will take her leave and go, whatever it is. Um, at the end, when you have to go, huh, there are, like, really few times when I could do that without just, like, either just breaking out into laughter or at least, like, smiling. There's, that's where like I'll just kind of be, like... I think it seems I like you guys were having time, fun. I think yeah. it's fine to That was a lot of fun. When you're doing a choir piece. Yeah. And that was the most fun song of the whole qu- concert, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um... <laughs> I might have it on my phone. Should we play a little bit of it? Do you have it on your phone? Uh, Let me see if I can find it. All right. There was one little bit where, like, Henry... I recorded it. Where I said, huh, at the wrong time. Yeah, and no one else did. You can really tell. And that, like, never happened during rehearsal. Oh, yeah. Every time it happened during rehearsal, it was one other person in our section, and that time it was specifically me. Yeah. You did really good on your solo, by the way. 
I mean, the pitcher's a bit iffy, but... <laughs> I think he did good. Let's see if I can find it. Keep talking while I look on my phone. <laughs> it was, um... The concert. It was an experience. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of hard to even describe it on the podcast, just because, like, when you're going to a competition like that, you have... Like, you hear it differently. You hear it as a singer, so you hear, like, all the flaws, and, like, especially as, like, a member of the... You're going to notice, like, intonation and how, like, on how, like, together or not together it is. So, like, I don't even know whether to describe if it's, like, good or bad. Is that you, Henry? Yeah. That's the person that did four solos. <laughs> just listening to it. Yeah. Will is smiling right now, just listening to it. It was. It was hard not to do the huh without just like, huh. I don't know. It was good. I liked it. So you've got a spring show coming up. And are you both going to do something in the spring show? Yeah, I'd like to I'll do a solo. I'll probably do a solo. Um, I'll probably do a solo. I need to figure out what it is, like what I'll do for the solo. But I'm, I'm I think doing, Henry landed on a solo. Yeah, I'm doing Yesterday by the Beatles. Yeah, hey, that's what I, well, I think I was going to do, but. Henry is going to do an Arctic Monkey, Arctic Monkey song, but. Well, decided. sort of an Arctic Monkey song, sort of. Okay, well, yeah. Let's just, let's <laughs> let's just say it's an Arctic, Arctic Monkey, Monkey song. song. That's, oh, why are you not doing it? Um, It doesn't have enough vocal range. Ah, uh, okay. To do a, as a solo, as yeah, a choir solo. which makes sense. Yeah, still would have been cool, though. I'm considering... So Henry's going to do Yesterday by the Beatles. Yeah, well, that's for his um, like private lesson recital. recital. Well, I'll probably still but do also for the yesterday. spring show, maybe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That'd be I'm, a lot easier. I need to think about what I'll do for the spring show. There's like a lot of different variables you need to hit. Because like, it needs to be very like vocal-driven, so it needs to sing a lot. There can't be like 30-second just like instrumental breaks or anything. But, like, it also needs to have, like, a really good range, and it needs to just, like, be very, like, melodic and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm considering doing Chaos Space Marine. What, the, what that, is Chaos Space oh, Marine? I don't even know what that is. It's that Black Country New Road song we were playing in the oh, car. Okay. That wouldn't be good, because there's too many, like, instrumental parts. I wonder if you could edit know. the track so, like, the instrumental parts were shorter. Yeah, yeah I was thinking that. That sounded a little weird, I feel like. Well, I could just kind of do like a fade out at the end or something. I don't know. I it it's been hard trying to think of like what I could do that would work exactly. I'd like to figure out something. It'd be good. Um so school is as we've mentioned in the sort of the final slump of the school year. Other news, our pool is currently filling with water. There's yep. a hose in our pool and it's filling with water. Apparently it takes like days to fill a pool that size. I can't imagine what our water bill is going to be like the first oh my month. Gosh. <laughs> probably terrible. I'll probably be asking you for all your allowance back. All right. <laughs> you don't give us allowance, though. I know, but I'll still be asking for it back. That's how yeah. terrible it is. I don't need to go to college, is the thing. No. Mm-hmm. Clearly stay not. Here. It's like getting tax returns you on taxes you don't pay. But it's very exciting because just a week ago, I was talking to mom and saying, it seems like our pool will never be done. It will never be done because they just there's all this stuff that needs to happen and it's not happening. And then this week, suddenly, all the stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. It's actually pretty close to being done. And I think it will be done. And we also got some landscaping done back there, which is exciting because mm-hmm. they're like plants around cool. our pool. And I think that makes it look so much better. Yeah, it looks really cool out there. <sighs> what else is going on? Um, we finished some... Well... Sort of finished some, or you sort of finished some long-term projects. Yes. Sort of. Um, we're oh, starting, yeah. yesterday I put together a base with Will. Yeah, that was fun. That I had finished from like unfinished wood pieces and um, we put it all together. I'm, we still haven't, some base streams are supposed to be coming in the mail today. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't like the strings that came with it. They looked like, some of them were bent and they looked really, to use the word I used yesterday, they looked really janky. Yeah, it's a very so I ordered term. some Ernie Ball slinky 
strings, which are a popular string. Aren't those the guitars. ones I have on my guitar? Like I think not so. the bass. Yeah, ones, I can't remember if you got but... the regular slinky or the super slinky ones. But the Ernie Ball strings are very popular, and they're not that expensive. And so I ordered some bass strings for the guitar. Then we can string it up. We can plug it in, see if it actually works. I don't know if it works or not. I yeah, put I it together. The actually, way we could test to that. Together. I don't have to test that like without strings. We could like plug it into an amp. Then like I don't know, put on a distortion pedal or something. Well, you so could kind of tap the, the. You could tap the. Uh, That's true. I was thinking we could pickups. like. Sometimes I'll, for fun, like put my phone speaker to like one of the pickups on my guitar, and I'll like, <laughs> and I'll put it through effects, and it'll sound really weird. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if we wanted to, we could just tap the pickups to see if they're you know doing anything. It's weird to think about. Henry and I were talking about this this morning. Um, it's weird to think about how guitars themselves are not powered. There's no power source in the guitar. Yeah, it's weird. They have electronics, but no power source. They have like well, the, electromagnets. The electronics just like, like they're like a microphone, like built inside, right? I guess so, because microphones but, yeah. typically aren't powered either. It's weird. Wait, it's weird some, to think some about. Some microphones are powered, but most are not. Oh, they're you mean like, like on their own, yeah. Yeah, they're just passive, and they record a signal. Yeah. But I guess the power comes in through the cord and then go, go i don't know it makes my mind it's weird it's weird to think, think about, about yeah but yeah so the bass was put together and, and probably in about a week i'll start to put together henry's guitar fakenbacher guitar <laughs> that we've talked about on the podcast that one it's spray painted black and then i put a whole bunch of clear coats on it we put a, a and we bunch got of clear coats on it for like another and week. you have to let it yeah you have to let it sit and degas for like three weeks yeah. While the lacquer fumes just sort of come out of it and it shrinks down a little bit and then we'll have to be sand it and polish it and then we can start building that guitar. That'll be fun. I feel like at this point we have enough guitars and basses to like start a Canadian we, Indian rock band. Like We have a few. We have a few, yeah. And we were talking to, to Phoebe. Unfortunately, Phoebe's not here. It's her birthday today. Yeah, mm. Phoebe is 22 years old, which is really easy to remember because she was born podcast. in the year 2000. Should we call yeah. her and wish her a happy birthday? She's That's a good idea, actually. Say like. So, what were you saying? I'm gonna try and call her. I don't what know if this will work. Thing before, okay. I was just calling her a minute ago. Hello. Hello, happy birthday! You're on the podcast. You're on the podcast. Oh, I am. We are wishing you a <laughs> wow, happy birthday on the podcast. It. Thank you. <laughs> you sound thrilled. <laughs> It's been a long time since you've been on the podcast. You were talking about you and your friend being on the podcast. We need to find a time we can yes, make that happen. We should. My life's been a little bit insanely busy. Yeah, I know you're <laughs> super busy right now, which makes it tough. Yeah. Have yeah. you had a good birthday so far? I have. I'm not doing anything super exciting. My friends threw me a party on Friday. Oh, awesome. Oh, it was, it was on Friday. Did you open all your presents on Friday? Well, I think my friends are bringing presents. They have presents for me that I'm going to unwrap today. Um, you guys sent me a phone case, which was the specific one I asked for. <laughs> and so I asked mom if I could open just. You're getting a couple it. other presents. Uh, what? Oh, you still have a couple other presents coming from the family, yes. Oh, cool. Well, I'll open those when I get them. I opened my phone case when I got it because I needed a new phone case and I knew what it was already. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that'll be fun. Elizabeth sent me something. I still have forgotten to say thank you, but Elizabeth, if you're listening to the podcast and I still have forgotten, then thanks. <laughs> um Yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty busy today. I'm just I just sang at a church event and then I'm singing at two other church events tonight, so <laughs> Kind yeah, of you're going to have a busy day today, too, huh? I know. Yesterday was busy. Um, yeah, it's been good, though. I just have finals coming up. I I don't know if we've ever, ever talked about it on the podcast, but I have a small business that's kind of blown up. So that's, yeah, <laughs> I have a so that's exciting. currently. You know what else is exciting? It's exciting. I'm too busy for it. <laughs> yeah. There is a garden hose dangling into our pool, and it is filling up with water. Oh, wow. I thought this was going to be like a... That, like, like a surprise for me or something that you're gonna. 
Tell me <laughs> my, my live reaction. So now we just want to be on the show. You know what else is exciting? Um, yeah, that's fun. Things. Stuff and things. Both of things are exciting. Yes, that is exciting. I'm excited. Do you know when the pool is going to be done? So I guess it takes a few days to fill up with water, and then they dump a whole bunch of chemicals in it, and then you can't swim in it for two weeks. So if I come up for Will's graduation, can I swim in your pool? You should be able to, yeah. I think it'll be swimmable by then, and probably the weather will be warm enough by then, too. That'll be fun. To swim. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm um, watching my friends walk up to my apartment from my window. And yeah. I think they have something for me, so I should probably get going. So. All right, well, we'll you go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she told me when I called her. Yes. <laughs> it's like when your waiter brings you your meal and, say, and says, enjoy your meal, and you say, yes, you too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So Phoebe, <laughs> when she heard that I made a base for Will, she was like, can you make me an acoustic electric? And so today I did Google acoustic <laughs> electric kits. Because I think they do make the kits. going to be a new hobby. That's enough Maybe. slices. We, <laughs> we need to just open up a guitar store at this point. Like, acoustic guitars are like way different to make than electric guitars, though, because they're hollow body and, and there's other techniques involved. I don't know. Isn't it seems it, like it'd be more difficult, actually. It really does. But I don't know. Like it would be. I'll look into it. I mean... I'm going to need another one to work on when the Fakenbacher is done. You could also just get duct tape and just, like, tape a microphone to an acoustic yeah. guitar. You As could. I've said before, I like to have a lot of projects and hobbies going because it keeps me out of trouble. <laughs> I feel like my mind wanders when it's that idle hands or a devil's workshop. Yeah, kind of the same way. Yeah, what if you, like, space out and the next thing you know you're robbing a bank? Yeah, yes. I don't know what happens. happens I don't want to take out bank robbing. That would be very bad. Yeah, like, I have to, like, rob know. banks all the time, so that way my mind doesn't start to wander. That's what... Oh, I was thinking, like, my mind would start to wander, then space out, and then I'd become aware again, and I'd be like, oh, I'm out of bank and currently robbing it. You know? Speaking you know that happens. waking up and realizing that you've done something bizarre, you <laughs> just started watching Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a really good segue, dang. And I know this might cause some controversy on the podcast, because I think... Will and Henry have different opinions of Moon Knight. They do. Oh, yeah. For but some I reason. Still, I still want them to share their opinions. All right. Okay, so before yeah, Will says anything, I do think it's good. I just don't think it's, like, as amazing as Will says it is because it relies way too heavily on a lot of cliches, okay? All right. May I make my opening statement? How about, Henry, you compare it to other Marvel properties or Disney Plus properties to make it relevant to... I like Loki more. Our listeners. What? I like, like Loki, Loki more. more. I mean, that's just so far. There's only what two about, episodes of Moon Knight like, so far. in comparison to, say, WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier? It's kind of hard to say, honestly. All right. I think I would, I'd have to... I don't know. I've I guess I'd just have to wait. So far. Yeah, I'd have to wait until the series is done, really. It's definitely its own thing. Like, so far, it's not mm. like... For one thing, it's not connected to the MCU yet. Um, yeah, I think I, I really, really love it so far. Yeah. I like how I feel like the direction that the MCU is taking, like between this and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is just this like really weird, like dark and like trippy and like insane stuff. And I, I really love that kind of stuff. It is pretty weird. And one thing I like about it. So this is maybe a mild spoiler, but there's an alter ego thing going on. So Oscar Isaac gets to play different characters and the main character you're introduced to in the first episode is this kind of like timid British guy. And that seems very much against type for Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I was thinking I really that at him. first. I was like, what the heck? And he does it pretty well, actually. Which yeah. Which is kind of cool. And then his other character comes in and it's like, okay, yeah, that's, that's Oscar Isaac. There's a whole Egyptology thing going on, which is kind of cool, I guess. Although I don't know that much about Egyptology. Yeah, the Egyptian mythology stuff is really cool. Um, I I really like it. So I I don't get Ethan Hawke's kind of creepy as the villain. I I assume he's the villain. I don't know. Yeah, the villain is fun. I Henry, I want to know like what like what cliches does it have? Because um, like I feel like it feels pretty like fresh. 
and like pretty unique. I'm trying to. I honestly can't remember the first or second episode right now. Well, <laughs> I can remember a bit of the second episode. I don't know. Don't rely on my memory. There are definitely some tropes. They refer it. to some tropes. Oh, tropes is the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. They kind of rely heavily on it, especially in the first episode. Well, like how so? What do you mean, how so? Like what tropes do they rely on? I mean, I can't think of it right now because I legitimately can't yeah, remember, I remember either episode. My I was memory is too. my memory is quite bad. Will, how have you not know? How do you not know this? But I felt <laughs> like it was sort of a, you know, knowingly relying on tropes. So like, I not so bad. I don't know. I feel like I didn't really pick up on any like overdone like cliches or anything. I I thought it kind of felt like the only movie it kind of reminded me of was like both venom movies but the difference here is these were like actually good i want to know terrible if we ever find out what the deal is with the goldfish oh i i think the whole thing was like um the goldfish died and then moon knight replaced the goldfish and pretended it was the same one Oh, okay. I guess that that's what sense. I picked up. This does kind of seem like a kind yeah, of media. Yeah, so the first the first episode is called the Goldfish Problem, and I think you're probably right, but they never explicitly said that. Well, I think you're supposed to assume it. Maybe this does seem like the kind of like piece of media where not quite everything might get explained, but right. just I like mean, that has things. a pretty simple explanation. Yeah, if in uh, fact you're correct, which you probably are. I think I'm. That's the most right likely explanation. That. I feel like they've introduced like a lot of plot just within like two episodes. Yeah. Like I don't know if the plot is like super complicated, but there's already a lot of stuff going on. I I've, I really love it so far. It's really well directed too. And then I think the other thing we were going to talk about is Will had kind of a funny thing happen to him at school. Oh yeah. Well, um, I can't think of a good segue into this, so I'll just turn it over to Will. Uh, Hi Will. So at one point. This is a bit of a long story, but um, at one point I was wearing my Vampire Weekend t-shirt uh, to school. It's just, it just says like Vampire Weekend and it has like a little frog on it. Um, and I was in my AP Gov class. My AP Gov teacher was like, hey, Will, I like your shirt. And I was like, oh, cool. You listen to Vampire Weekend? And he was like, yeah, I do. Kind of talked about that for a bit. And um, we have these little, this is all going to sound like irrelevant, but it'll, it'll make sense in the end. We have these little... Um, you know those little like folders that you put up to like protect your uh tests when you're taking tests just so that like other kids can't like cheat and like see i don't think we had those when i was in school but i sort of know what you're talking about yeah you guys just cheated little blinders yeah i don't know i mean people still like the folders (laughs) that people use yeah it doesn't super effective are you required to use them uh, well, they make us on some tests, but not all, I guess. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Kids, it's a little partitions, let's say. A lot of kids end up cheating anyways, but um, but it's just, I guess it's just kind of like a school tradition to just like doodle on them. I don't know if like some kids started doodling on them and then everyone did and the teacher just stopped oh, trying I, to make it stop happening. I was there but. for Mr. Ward's rant about like people drawing certain things on those <laughs> Yeah, um, but um, the ones in AP Gov yeah. are like, they have like high artistic standards. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Like there's people who have done like really, really cool designs on them. And I remember one time after I was done taking a test, I was just doodling. Sometimes I like to doodle um, like the names of like artists that I really like or like lyrics from something or whatever. I started doodling, I think it was like Aphex Twin, Interpol, and the album Kid A by Radiohead just because I was bored, I guess. And then the next week, I saw that those folders were, like, put on the whiteboard with, like, the... <laughs> with uh, my AP Gov teacher wrote, wrote, like, wanted name of artist, and artist was in quotes. <laughs> and at first I was like, holy crap, I'm... <laughs> did you, like, see something, like, inappropriate on there? Life. Which Interpol logo did you use? So I kind of, like... I was I kind of like walked up to him and I was like, hey, so what? what's the deal with those folders, man? Uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, I, I thought that person had really good taste in music. I just want to know who it was. And I was like, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, OK, that was me. And it's like, yeah, OK, I figured because you mentioned Vampire Weekend and you mentioned like apparently him and all the other like history teachers, like all like talk about like the music that they listen to. And yeah, so like next I've week heard- he was talking to. My GT teacher for ninth and tenth grade. Yes, he he's played some pretty good stuff, actually. Like when he plays music. Yeah, he has some good stuff. Um, and he was like, "Hey, so Will, what's about this like taste? This like great taste in music of yours?" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "It was just so funny because like 
Dad, I know like sometimes they'll make fun of me and Henry for having like super Gen X taste yeah, you're in like music. More Gen X than I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we listen to radio. Yeah, and now it's basically been confirmed. It's pretty funny. Out of all the people who have said that like who have like complimented my shirt, I remember another person who complimented it was yet another Gen X teacher. <laughs> Just some huh. random person I didn't even know. He was like, Man, Vampire Weekend's a really good band. <laughs> so yeah, I my music taste is like confirmed. Like, as Gen X as possible now. That's very funny. Let's do some news. Now, your tomorrow morning's headlines tonight. If there is one Guinness Book of World Record you could hold, what would it be? Most amazing individual. Yeah. I think this that. person might have it. Someone now has a world record for the youngest mariachi singer. Oh, yeah, that beats it. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> He um, He's a Texas seven-year-old named Mateo Lopez. He is a student at Wonky Elementary School in... Wait, Wonky Elementary Wanky? School? Wonky, W-A-N-K-E. Oh. I don't know how you pronounce that. Wonky, probably Wonky Elementary School in San Antonio. He got to start singing with mariachi bands at local restaurants when he was four years old. And his skills have led to appearances on Mexico's Got Talent and Little Big Shots. His parents, Alberto and Janelle Lopez, took their son to Milan, Italy, to give him the Guinness Book of World Records certificate. It's pretty cool he got a trip to Milan, Italy out of it. I, I um, have... They didn't tell him why they were taking him there, but then he he <laughs> holds the record at the age of four years and 236 days old. Whoa. Dang. He oh, said, like that's how old the record is. Okay. No, that's how old he was when he started singing in mariachi bands. Oh, okay. He holds the record. So... So like, what are the, the qualifications? You've got to be a singer in a mariachi band, band, and you have to be younger than four years and 236 days old. Yeah, but, like, if you record. just take, like, your two-year-old... That is a record I will never break, because I am way too old. I no can still one, break it. No, you couldn't. Oh, like, because you can just take, like, like a baby, like, on with you to, like, recording, and you can have them, like, just babble onto the microphone, but, like... Yeah, I don't know. I know Guinness sets, like, certain requirements for the record, yeah. and I'm sure they have some sort of requirement. Like, you have to perform in front of people. You have to be... I don't know. Um, so, I don't know. It says that he has appeared on stage alongside the legends of the genre, including Mariachi Vargas apparently is a legend of the genre. <laughs> um, he does guitar, his vocals, his acting lessons, said um, his father. But I think for being a seven-year-old, I don't think he'll understand the magnitude of what all he's doing. Yeah, dang. The boy said, I've been working so much to get here, and I'm so happy and so excited that I finally got to reach here. This kid is going to be like... I don't That's, know, this kid's going to be a star when he grows up. This dude's like a child prodigy. I know. For a seven-year-old, that actually sounds pretty Well, I mean, we don't know impressive. how good he is, but... I, I feel like it's safe to assume yeah. that he's pretty good for a seven-year-old. Well, We could know how good he is. Oh. I'm going to look him up. Let's see if he's on YouTube. Mateo Lopez. He's been on Me Mexico's Got Talent, so I bet he's on YouTube. Yeah. Here we go. It immediately comes up with Mateo Lopez Mariachi. He's kind of doing Mucho cariño para nuestro gran Mateo y aquí está también su maestro. Echarle ganas, mi hijo, como siempre, y tiene todo el apoyo de los amigos de Mariachi Vargas de Tecalitlán. Ahora sí que apoyándolos a las nuevas promesas de lo que es la música vernacular. He hasn't started seeing it. He's just standing there being Here we go. This is Mariachi Vargas. With Mateo Lopez singing. He's pretty good. Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's fair to say he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is Mateo. Oh, a little bit more. <laughs> he's got a lot of stage presence, too. It's kind of yeah, charismatic. Yeah. And he's a good looking little kid. I think he's got a really like everyone. I like how all the mariachi career ahead of him. 
don't know, like, Mariachi bands just normally do this, but I like how all the instrumentalists are just, like, surrounding him. He's in the center. Dang, that's impressive. Yep. So, youngest mariachi singer ever. He would have started, like, not too long after he probably learned, like, sentences. It was at, like, four years old. I mean, you start speaking at one, but yeah. Well, yeah, but, like, about. speaking, like, complete Those sentences. Those four-year-olds like, still sound like little, you know, like, to- because they kind of are still toddlers. But anyway. All right. Yeah. Um, who would like to share their story? I have a great one. The headline is, 300 drums formed a QR code that Rickrolled Dallas on April Fool's Day. Meaning someone got together 300, over 300 drones, put them in the sky to form a QR code that, and just to Rickroll everyone, basically. And then if you clicked the QR code it. with your phone, it brought you to never going to give you up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a pretty good April Fool's gag. And if you don't know what Rickrolling is, I don't know how you don't know that. Anyway, um, this was, um, Sorry, let me start over. Preston Ward, the chief pilot and general counsel for Sky Elements drone shows, says the idea for the prank came from marketing guru and ideas guy Jared Goynes. I'm, I'm going to assume that's how it's pronounced. A couple of weeks before April 1st, Goynes is, a, is the spiky-haired guy behind ambitious, attraction, ambitious attractions such as the Vanilla Ice and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reunion show in 2014 and Jared's epic oh, no. nerf battle at the AT&T Stadium, which is now an annual event. Oh, I remember event. that. I think we talked about that on the podcast, the, the epic yeah. nerf battle. Have you guys seen these drone shows that they have? I have not. Where the drones all go up I in haven't. the sky and, and like coordinate. They're it seems really like it'd be cool. cool. They're yeah. really cool. Have they you seen them? Displays. I've only seen videos of them. I've never seen one in person. But like, especially like over in like Singapore or someplace like that, or like Japan, they have like all these drones. And they they act in coordination, and it looks like this big display, like three D display in the sky, because all these drones are like programmed to coordinate with each other. Because That's how they did this. I didn't realize there were companies that did this around Dallas. Yeah. The closest I've ever seen to that is just like that one scene from Mega Mind. I don't know. We were thinking about something we could do for April Fools, and we were talking to Jared, Ward says. We just did a QR code on the Halo series for Paramount Plus at South by Southwest in Austin. He suggested we Rickroll everybody. That's pretty cool. Dang. Basically, so they're... Officially speaking, they're the first company to Rickroll people with drones, so I think that's pretty cool. You know, they had that Super Bowl ad that was just a QR code bouncing yeah. around the screen for like a was minute. A yeah, I hated that one. And it went to like crypto.com. Oh, or that's what like I thought. That. Well, I hated that one partially because it went to crypto, but also just because like it worked. Like it made me want to scan it. it made I didn't want to scan it, didn't it? I didn't scan it, but it was just and annoying. There was like no sound or anything. It was just. Which, if you're going to spend that much money to get a Super Bowl place, well, I don't know. It works. I guess it's technically thing. speaking the most memorable, but like you cannot look at I a QR code so on a screen for that I hate long. It so much, you know. IT security people will tell you, don't just scan any QR code that you see because it could potentially lead to a virus. Oh yeah, but like you can't stare at a screen like that long enough that's being broadcasted for the Super Bowl and not want to. But if I saw like four hundred drones in the sky making a QR oh, code, oh, I would yeah, do that it. Too. I that would, would be do so it. Tempting. That would hypnotize me. And then if it went to never going to give you up on YouTube, I would laugh and laugh. Yeah, that's a pretty good gag. I like it. Mm-hmm. Really good April Fool's Day joke. Yeah, I also like April Fool's Day jokes that like it's not at anyone's expense. Yeah, that's always it's nice. Just like, <laughs> yeah, it's that's just the giving I feel like practical so jokes is it, it doesn't like make someone really really angry. I was a little disappointed by this year's April Fool's Day. I, I feel like I was looking for like all the social media platforms okay. and stuff to do whatever. But I did convince the family for at least a couple hours that I gotten word on the first guest, and no one really questioned it. Yeah, I didn't think it was true at first, and you and didn't then I posted a screenshot, which was although it wasn't a full screenshot, it was just well, like, yeah, but it was enough to convince people somehow. Although if you yeah. zoomed in on it, it was clearly traced. But <laughs> you know, if it works, it yeah. works. That was a pretty good. That was a pretty good one. You got me. I thought somehow you managed to get the wordle in one guess, which does happen occasionally, but not very often. Yeah, so that was the best I could think of this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will, you want to share your story? 
Scientists find fossil of dinosaur killed on day of asteroid strike. The story is kind of bananas. Um, That's an extraordinary claim that you found a dinosaur that was killed the day all the dinosaurs were killed. Yeah, which is crazy to me because, like, there's a lot of, like, dinosaurs are around for, like, millions and millions of years. Hundreds of millions of years, I believe. Yeah, which means that they were around for, like... Tens of millions of years, I think. If my, like, extremely scientific calculations were are correct, then they were they were around for, like, I don't know, like, trillions of days or something. So to find, like, the exact day... Hello, Maisie is drinking some water in the background, speaking of dinosaurs. Uh, to find the exact day that, the, that, like, the gigantic, like, comet striked and, like, ended everything is crazy. Um... So, so why do they think it was that that dinosaur died on the day the asteroid struck? It doesn't really clarify that much, but it says um, there's presence of debris from the impact, which rained down only in its immediate aftermath. So they could find, I guess, just little samples of... So there's like geological evidence of the impact? Yeah. So um, Philip Manning says it's absolutely bonkers. Uh, I just think of all British, all scientists as British, I guess. Um, we said, like, the time resolution we can achieve at this site is beyond our wildest dreams. This, uh, really should not exist, and it's absolutely gobsmackingly beautiful. I never dreamt in all my career that I would get to look at something so, well, A, so time-constrained, and B, so beautiful, and also tell such a wonderful story. Um... Should we edit that out? <laughs> yeah, no, just apologize. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> just don't crinkle the paper so much. Okay. It's really loud. Uh, apparently, he said when uh, it was filmed for a BBC documentary, Dinosaurs, The Final Day with Sir David Attenborough. You know David Attenborough? I He's don't. He's the guy who does those voiceovers on um, like the nature Like all the nature, okay, yeah. And he said, um, when Sir David looked at the lake, he smiled and said, now that is an impossible fossil. And I agreed. Um, that is crazy. Yeah. Um, so like David Attenborough, sorry, this is a tangent. David Attenborough's brother, Richard Attenborough, was in Jurassic Park. He was the old man. But David Attenborough does like all of the voices for the... <laughs> that's, that works out pretty well, then. See if I can find you an example. This is top five David Attenborough moments from BBC Earth. The abundance of krill attracts other visitors to the peninsula <laughs> in the summer. It's that voice. Antarctic minke whales. <laughs> Their pointed heads and short dorsal fins give them speed and endurance. Anyway, that's David Attenborough. I don't know why, like... Voice. I don't know why the science... I don't know why Britain has a monopoly on all the, like, science documentaries or whatever, but... Well, because their voices sound the most relaxing. Especially him. Especially that one person. Yeah. <laughs> they just... get that... Mm. They just sound, like, smart. Maybe they only sound smart because they are, like... Well, people with British voice, accents, but... unless it's, like, a really, like, I don't know, like, Cockney accent. Most people <laughs> with British accents do sound smarter. It's true. It's yeah, fact. I don't know. But maybe, maybe I only think that just because we've heard all the documentaries of people with British voices... I don't know. Uh, this is pretty crazy, though. It says um, they also found the fossilized remains of a turtle that was skewered by a wooden stake. Um, Whoa! Yeah, that's it. That's kind oh, of a big like thing. A, a vampire just, like, hunter got it, like randomly. Um, and small mammals in their burrows, as well as skin from a triceratops, a pterosaur embryo and inside its egg and what scientists could think be a fragment from the asteroid impactor itself and oh. then the article just ends there i guess that's a lot of evidence <laughs> i'm sure well, other, i'm sure other so scientists cool, will dispute it if it's not true but that's a huge like it's still interesting to be continued that's kind of cool that is crazy yeah let's do some hypotheticals I pulled some hypotheticals off of Reddit. Let's see if any of these are any good. Here's one. I think this one sort of relates to your last news story. 
Over the next five years, all animal life except for humans is wiped out. And well, that this is from <laughs> my name is not this on Reddit. Let's say COVID mutates and somehow to somehow be extremely lethal to all animal life on human ex- on Earth except for humans and insects. So I guess there are insects and humans, but no mm-hmm. other animal life. What would this change? What would this change on a small and large scale? Um, I mean, well, basically the whole ec- ecology would fall into chaos. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to say anything else when like that's gonna happen. Yeah. I, so you still have insects, which is helpful. So you still got pollinators around. Yeah. Insects are extremely probably. important as pollinators. Yeah. But you've got all other animals dying, including Sorry, Maisie. Maisie. Poor Maisie. Yeah, the insects what are going to overpopulate. Think about that. I don't know. I feel like the insects would just evolve back into just animals again. Like, eventually. Well, the immediate consequences. Not the... Um, yeah. You know, obviously you would have to be a vegetarian. Well, or you could just but be But that's, bugs. like, probably the least severe consequence. You could just eat well, bugs. Well, you could eat crickets. You could eat bugs, yeah. It would probably be kind of scary at first, but a bunch of people would adapt to well, it. Figure out how to make a hamburger out of bugs, beetles. Yeah. yeah, people do already already eat bugs, but you'd eat if you wanted to eat something other than plants, you would have yeah. to eat bugs. Or salt. Salt is made of rocks, so. True. It is the tastiest rock If you don't want to... Well, salt you, is the tastiest rock. Have you tried other rocks? I saw a TikTok from a geologist... And she said, trust me, I've tasted a lot of rocks. Salt is the tastiest (laughs) rock. That's funny. Was she... uh, Were they supposed to be tasting the rocks or just... I don't know. But she said it's true. Salt is scientifically... Salt is the tastiest rock. Confirmed Um, to the tastiest rock. I mean, the ecology would just be a mess. Oh, yeah. If you just only... All the animals start dying off. There would be a lot of rotten animals around. And that would be a problem. Like decomposing... Animal yeah, that'd matter. be kind of gross, I feel like. Um, I don't know. I guess a lot of ranchers would be out of a job. Meat processors. Yeah. It I would mean, just be a really bad situation. Birds. I feel like, we don't yeah. have any birds. I feel uh, like the Redditor that posted birds. this didn't think like too much about how it would be like just a complete apocalypse. Yeah, I mean, that's our job. <laughs> As the ones res- responding to this prompt... Yeah, yeah, they're not supposed to think. This We're sounds like a. Think. This actually sounds like a question that would get uh, submitted for the creator of XKCD to answer. I have yeah. this book called like What If that just answers these like crazy like scientific questions. Like what if? I'm, I'm trying to think of some like. Uh, it would be uh, very very bad. Yeah, but like this is the kind of question that he would get submitted to his website and they he dances. Basically nothing would live under the water because you know insects don't live in the water. So all ocean life would die. Wouldn't be good. It would be yeah. it would be pretty bad. Suffice Here, to say. Here's one that's a little bit maybe more debatable. If you were a were dolphin capable of transforming into a dolphin for eight hours per day, where would you live? Wait, like Wait, eight hours per day? Does it have to be eight it hours so- straight? Well, here's the thing: it sounds like it's it's a voluntary thing, like you are capable of. Well, I'd live by the beach. They also say, assuming you're wealthy enough not to need to work and keep your color vision and human mind in dolphin form. I don't know why it's important that you be able to see colors while you're a dolphin, but I don't know. It was in the hypothetical. This is by I hate the mods at Reddit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wonder how many times he's been banned. You're a were dolphin. Where would you live? Obviously, somewhere near the ocean. I mean, that's a given. You'd want yeah, a beach house somewhere. I would. I would live like a yeah. Because otherwise, you're just flopping around in your swimming pool or something, or your but like bathtub. somewhere with like really good clear waters, like not no filthy waters. Tropical, would, somewhere tropical. I'd probably I live like, like I wouldn't really. Polluted. I feel like I wouldn't really want to live as a dolphin. Like I don't really want to live like as an animal. Like always getting like. Well, it's too late for that. You were bitten by a were-dolphin, so but you are now a were-dolphin. Does it have to be eight hours a day, or can I just, like, choose to be, like, nah? Oh, my gosh. Day. I just... What if I live somewhere... Well, I mean, somewhere that would probably be good for dolphins, but somewhere with, like, 
an ocean, probably, that has, like, a ton of scientists there. So I can just do the weirdest stuff, and they'll be, like, fascinating. You can mess with them. Yeah, I would probably... Okay, here's what I'd do. I I would want to take some sort of weird antidote to turn me back into a non-weird elephant. But at the same time, that would come with the guilt of going, like, well, I want scientists to, you know, study first weird elephant for scientific progress and research and stuff. So I have to bite someone first. I have to turn someone else into a weird dolphin, then just put the burden of like unaware you're a weird dolphin, and, and they just think you're a normal responsibility do- on them. If they just think you're a normal dolphin, though, then you could really mess with them. Yeah, but I'd rather just turn someone into a weird dolphin. I mean, you could do that too. I don't know. If you're a weird dolphin, do you get to make friends with dolphins? Or do the other dolphins like not like you because well, you're not a real dolphin? Dolphins are kind of jerks. I don't want to. I don't want to befriend them. Dolphins kind of suck. Maybe I mean, some, not you don't all. Don't know dolphins. any person. Not all dolphins. <laughs> nah, I'd say all dolphins. Why do you keep saying dolphins? It's one. There's two syllables. Dolphins. Yeah, that's why I can't be friends with them. I because you say dolphins. Even, yeah, it'd probably offend them. I they would know. criticize the way you pronounce dolphin. I feel like once I figure it out, like dolphins can basically communicate, right? I think it would be interesting to hear, like, to figure out at least for a little bit, figure out what dolphins are saying. But I feel like I would regret it fairly quickly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I, maybe I could tell my friends all the dolphins. You find insults. out what they're saying, and then you realize they're making fun of you. I'd be <laughs> a dolphin for a little while, then I'd be like, "All right, dolphin. yeah, no more." Maybe just until you I'm keep sick saying of it. dolphin, a dolphin. <laughs> Dolphin. <laughs> Two syllables. Dolphin. Dolphin. A dolphin. But that sounds like like a dolphin. Like a doll and fin. I always well, thought it was dolphin. That's better than dolphin. <laughs> no, Isn't it spelled like that? No, no, it's not. Why am I? I would be a dolphin. That just that sounds weird. I don't this know. is a historic now podcast. <laughs> Will just figured out how to pronounce dolphin. Yes. It's better I'm than dolphin. That just sounds like a fin made of dollars. I have one more. I don't know. I kind of like this one. Because it reminds me of Scribblenauts. Anything you draw becomes real. This is from Phantom Browser 111. What would be the things you would do if everything you draw becomes real? I like the way they write these because it's not, it's kind of weird. From insects to humans, parenthesis, all living things you draw will absolutely follow your commands, but you cannot change their personality and alter their memories. Close parenthesis. Buildings and vehicles, your imagination is your limit. The only downside is seawater can erase your creations from existence. That's a pretty small downside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially if you live in Dallas, Texas. I mean, you can't make something a dolphin, I guess. You are you couldn't make a ship, I guess. You couldn't make yourself a yacht. Yeah. I mean, you could make a yacht. It would just be you a just land can't take yacht. It into the a yacht ocean. with big wheels. <laughs> be like a lake yacht. Note, you're the only one to know about your ability, and the more realistic your art is, the higher the chance it will stay permanent. I guess you okay, spend so a lot of time drawing. Yeah. So, like, worse... So, like, the, the drawings that aren't as well-drawn have, like, shorter lifespans? I don't if know. You draw if you draw really food, abstract. can you eat it? They don't really say that. Well, if you I make definitely abstract art, like, stuff that's unidentifiable. Yeah, then I guess becomes... that, like, unidentification had... I don't know. I guess Wait, you can just you like invent something. Drawing something. This is this is the become, thing about these like Reddit hypotheticals. Doppel, doppelganger. Is I feel well, like we end up looking way more into it, it than like the person who posted what if it. Did. You draw yourself drawing something. Who's also drawing themselves drawing something. It's like a snake eating its own tail. Yeah. I guess you just start this like infinite loop of drawing. And, like, even if the person stops drawing, then the person they're drawing keeps on drawing and just keeps on going. You could draw yourself a really cool tree fort. That would be nice. Yeah, but it would would die someday because it's, like, not very well drawn. So, like, you just be hanging in there and it'll suddenly just Just fall out. Just draw better. That would be terrible. Can you imagine trying to, like, create, like, a vehicle that you could ride in, but, like, knowing it's just going to disappear? What if you were doing, like, a math test and you had to draw, like, a graph? What would happen? Then like, if you drew a real. graph, like, going straight down, would the economy <laughs> just crash? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, what if... <laughs> I think the economy would crash. Yeah, you couldn't ever write again. Or, I mean, I guess you could, but, like... But if but you draw a, a really like, good picture of your sister... Then you'd have another sister? And then she comes over, she's like, what is going on here? 
That sounds like a like like a Twilight Zone episode or something. It does. Like you can make an entire movie out of like unintended consequences. This has kind of become a magical movie minute, but you can make an entire movie about like drawing a character who knows that like she won't be able to live too long, so you have to like spend the last moments. That would just be weird. Speaking of the last moments. There's only one last <laughs> thing to do on the podcast, and that is... Three work for you. Like Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. For Treat Yourself today, I noticed... Always, <laughs> every time we start a segment... Dang it, Maisie. has to come over and start drinking water. I almost did a story in news about vampire bats, but I'm pretty sure we've done that story before. It was just a newer version about how vampire bats might be moving from Mexico to Texas. Oh, no. <laughs> and they mentioned how vampire bats don't really suck your bre- blood. They just lap it. And that's what oh, made me so think gross. of when she was lapping up her water. They make a slight incision, and then as you bleed, they lap up your blood. Uh, nice. I mean, at least they're cleaning the wound. So, treat yourself. Um, <laughs> for treat yourself today, I was in Walmart the other day, and I was walking past the ice cream case, and I noticed they had these ice creams called Van Leeuwen Ice Cream. Oh, I thought we were going to bite someone and laugh It is the French ice cream, it, but in very flavors, it did not seem French at all to me. Well, the first one does. This is royal wedding cake. It is royal wedding cake with elderflower and lemon. That one sounds fine, but then you get pizza ice cream. This will be fun. Pizza ice cream. I, have I don't no know idea if it'll taste means. good, but it'll be fun. And this one doesn't seem French at all. This is... Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream. It doesn't even seem Italian because it's like Kraft right? macaroni Kraft, and cheese. What's more it's American like, than Kraft macaroni and cheese? Yeah, it's America. So we're going to start with the royal wedding cake because that one seems the least controversial. You know, ease I don't know what elderflower it. and lemon will taste like. Probably elderflower and lemon. Yeah, I guess. But what does elderflower taste like? I think I'll get a spoon. It's, so it's like a really... It's, you know, how, like you know the saying you respect your elders... The when, opposite of younger flower. Yeah. When you showed me this for the first time, I was thinking like, like I said, like I feel like the the wedding cake one sounded too normal, so they had to say that it also had like elder flower and lemon berry or whatever. Too. Is it related to elderberry? I don't know. It's probably like the flower that forms before the berry. Yeah, it must be. It, it, it can't be an elder flower and an elderberry, right? I feel like this is also a goodness world record for like the bougiest ice cream possible. It's going to give you a little bit. And then you're going to give yourself the rest? Yes, then I'm going to... Well, depending on if it's good or not. <laughs> it's got like little bits of cake in it. This one, I oh. think... I'm this pretty sure this one's going to be good. Yeah. The other Let's two, not I don't know. say it too soon, though. The other two, I'm not so sure. I feel like the craft one will be at least interesting. Like, I don't think it'll be horrible. I'm intrigued, that's for sure. Me too. What do you guys think? That's really good. It tastes I, like exactly like a lemon cake. Like, it's just a I lemon like cake it. in ice cream form. I like it, but I feel like whatever the whole elderflower thing is, they should have just either made it, like, more subtle of a flavor or just removed it. Can you? Do you know what an elderflower tastes like? Well, it's the part in that that's not lime or cake. That doesn't taste like lemon or cake? Yeah. It just tastes like a lemon so cake to me. toned it down a little, but... Yeah, I think it's good. Okay, yeah, it's delicious. really good. Yum, it's yum, yum, delicious. yum, yum. Delicioso. I like it, too. I thought it was really good. Yeah. That one that one's, is tasty. I feel like that one's pretty straightforward compared to the next two. I have no issue with that one at all, but let's put that one aside. And let's do pizza next. <sighs> pizza. Pizza ice cream. I don't know who thought pizza ice cream. You know what? We let's have do had... pizza flavored ice cream. Ah, what a wonderful idea. What does it even mean to have pizza flavored ice cream? Is it just like cheese and sauce? Yeah, what does that imply for our futures? I mean, there's not like pepperoni in it, right? We have braved worse things on this podcast before. That's We've had like crickets. I think it does have the the fourth ingredient after cream, milk, and sugar: tomatoes. Uh, oh man! All right, okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Also, we do cream this. cheese. No <laughs> mozzarella. Dad, don't well, prolong my suffering. Cheese. Okay, mozzarella cheese. Give him a lot, so prolongs right. it. 
We can do this. We. I am ready. Right. Well, I'm not really ready, but like I'm going to try it. Scooping it up. Ooh, there's little bits of stuff in it. <laughs> oh no! All right. There's like. A, oh, it smells a certain way. There's like a spaghetti sauce swirl in it. I think. Well, if it tastes bad, I can just spit it out immediately and try not to think of it again. So they made cheesecake. The uh, pizza flavor is not very strong, unless yeah, it, it unless just, it's stronger in another part. It just tastes like cheesecake. Yeah, I feel like it, I, I might like it more if it if they didn't say that it was like pizza flavored. Uh, Would you even know it was pizza flavored if no one told you? Oh no, I, I don't think even it was know. Like, like someone just gave it to me blindly, this, it would like, taste like cheesecake. I think I'm gonna have to give this. I'm trying to eat some of the swirl just to see if I can identify it as tomato. I feel like it's been a while since we've given a treat yourself rating. Or since I've used this treat yourself rating, I'm going to give it the one that exists outside of the disgusting, the okay. Like, and anyone can even yeah, know that. I'll give it an um, okay. I don't, it I, I don't like, know. That, it just tastes what? like to mediocre me, cheesecake. It tastes like ice cream, and I'm going to call it delicious. Yum, 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 yum. Delicioso. How, and how am I supposed okay. to... What the hell? It's not bad. I mean, I mean, it's very sweet. I kind of don't want to have any more of it. Savory in it. I don't want to eat any more of it because I'm scared it's going to start tasting like pizza. Yeah, at some point, maybe you dig into it and there's like a really strong pizza vein in it. I, I don't, I don't think I even can judge that. I, All right, the I last one here is the Kraft macaroni and cheese. I feel like this might also just taste side, like cheesecake. It says, "Why Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream? Why not?" And here's the, what they answer. Have you ever met someone who didn't smile when eating ice cream or when eating a comforting bowl of Kraft macaroni and cheese? I'm yeah, eating. we didn't think so. So why not enjoy both at the same what? time in the I'm, same bowl I'm, with, I'm just, with the same mouth? I'm just going to real quick uh, rinse out this so that none of the other ice cream gets on it. Okay. I'm meeting two different people right now who are not smiling as we're... They really thought this was a good idea. Someone like, thought it was. It is a limited edition, so this is not something they have all the time, presumably. Yeah, I mean... It is the color of Kraft macaroni. Oh, does cheese. it have actual macaroni bits on it? I don't know. It doesn't look like it. It looks like it's basically the flavor of the cheese powder. There's but cheese powder in it? I don't see any it? bits of, ma- of macaroni. Well, you know, like the macaroni and cheese, cheese pa- powder. Oh, yeah. It's that same color. Here, well. I think... I think this drop is called for... Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Yeah. It's surprisingly not as bad as you would think it would be. Yeah, but it... It sort of tastes exactly like you'd think, but slightly less bad. I don't know I why. S- I still have no idea, this. like how to even describe it. Like I, I, I went into it, it awful. I kind of like it. It tastes like both things, but I'll give them meh. Like I didn't want to. Meh. I still. I think that's meh. this has to be the first time in the podcast history that I've given two things. Oh, like anyone could even like know. anyone can even know. That. I have no idea. But I think it's. What? I think it's okay. What the hell? I, I'm almost thinking it's delicious, but it's like when I'm having it, like but it, it's wrong. I don't feel like I should be spitting it up, but also I don't feel like it should be in my mouth. You I know? don't really want to have it again, but like it's not just that's going to be in the intro next week. It's not <laughs> as disgusting as I was expecting. It's yeah. not good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean. It's kind of good. I'm kind of scared to eat any more of it. Is the thing it's like, like same took, with the pizza one too. It's like, like you took, but it kind of is wrong. It's, it's like, like you took a cheesecake ice cream and then removed the bits of cheesecake and then just had the flavored ice cream and then put salt in it. It's, it's like, like the feeling. My mouth is telling me that it's good, but my brain is telling me that it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's like the feeling yeah, of like that's a good way of putting it. Looking at it's like the feeling I felt before having it was like, oh, that looks bad. This is gonna taste bad. Then I ate it and I, I still have that feeling. I still have no idea what it tastes like. Yeah, it's I'm not very I, strange. I'm not gonna eat more of that. <laughs> no, I'm not either. Well. That is our podcast. That is interesting one. And that is our podcast. Thanks, Will and Henry, for being on the podcast today. And thank Thank you, you. especially to anyone who's listening. If you you are listening and you want to help us out, there's a couple things you can do. One, you can tell a friend about this podcast that we have. And the other thing you can do is you can leave us a review wherever you found the podcast. If you 
leave us a good review that might help other people be able to find the podcast. Um, you can find us at, you can email us at talkdadpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at um, talktodadpodcast on Instagram and Facebook and at talktodadpodcast.com where you can download and stream all of our episodes from 1 to 273. This has been a lot of fun and we will see you later. <laughs>